listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not say a word in answer to her. His disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did him homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Good morning. Today is the feast day of St. John Vianney. He is the patron saint of priests. So if you see any priests today, make sure you wish them a happy feast day. And he is uh, being held up by Mother Church as an example of uh, what a priest should be like. He's one of my favorite priests. He you know, lived and ministered in a very small little village in France near Lyon. And um, when I was in college, I had an opportunity to go and make a pilgrimage to his parish, which is now a little bit of a shrine. And uh, to see the rectory, I had read a biography of him, all kinds of amazing stories. He was very humble, very holy. He barely made it through the seminary. They sent him to this little parish in the middle of nowhere that had not had a priest for a few decades. And he was just faithful with his, his love, his prayers. He had the gift of reading hearts. So when you went to confession to him, even if he'd never met you, the Holy Spirit would enlighten him and he could tell you all of the sins that you ever committed. And, and um, believe it or not, it, so many people were coming to confession to him that the railroad company had to build a new railroad line to his little village. And uh, people would come there and there was uh, some ladies helping organize the parish. When you got there, you would get a ticket to get in line to go to confession. And at the height of his ministry, he was hearing confessions for over 12 hours a day. And you would wait in line for about seven days. That's how many people, I mean, how amazing, just the miracles and the graces. And one of my favorite miracles of his, um, he had established an orphanage for abandoned children uh, near the parish. And um, there was some sisters that were helping him run it. And they came to him and said, Father, we have no more food. There was a little, a little uh, pile of flour uh, that was being kept in a storeroom, which actually was a, a room in the attic above his bedroom. And that little pile of flour, that was all that they had. And then they were going to have no food. They were very poor. And um, he said, well, have the children pray. And he had a relic of a Jesuit saint that he put, uh, St. Francis Regis, he would put the relic there with the little thing of flour. And then the next morning, there was so much flour in that room that they could not even open the door. 
there was a multiplication, kind of like when Jesus multiplied the bread and fishes. And um, so anyways, when I was there as a young man in college, I was on pilgrimage, I was discerning my vocation, wondering if maybe I was being called to the priesthood as well. I just so enjoyed going there and praying and looking around and I went to his rectory, which is now a bit of a shrine. And lo and behold, I found a little small staircase that went to a door and the door was unlocked. So I was able to sneak into his attic and I found the room that was above his bedroom. You could see the cracks in the floor down below and that was the room where this miracle had happened. It, and it was empty at that point, but I, I just felt so overwhelmed with consolation to be in that little room where that multiplication of the flower had happened for the orphan children. And um, it was just one of those pilgrimages that I, I now realize the graces kind of helped me to, um, to get to my vocation to the priesthood. So on this day, I just, I'd love to publicly give thanks to God, but also to St. John Vianney, just a wonderful saint. And um, the readings today, both the first reading and this gospel are hi highlighting the theme of faith. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important to cultivate a devotion to the saints is because the saints, if anything, they're always a great model of what it means to have faith what it means to believe in God, to have a relationship with him and to trust him. And so um, this woman who was um, Lebanese, there entire in Sidon in Lebanon, where my family's from, we venerate her as a saint, this Canaanite woman. And she had such great faith in Jesus, even though his words feel a little harsh, that you know we don't give the food of the children to the dogs, he was testing her. And in that testing, it became even more clear how much faith she had. Jesus praises her. For the Jews, it would have been shocking to hear the Messiah praising the faith of a non-Jew. Oh woman, great is your faith. And in so many passages in the gospels, we see Jesus working miracles in response to people's faith, to their belief, to their trust in God. And so um, this day, let us pray that the intercession of St. John Vianney would um, help all of us to grow and strengthen in our relationship with God, with our faith, that we may trust him even more this day and all the days of our life, amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm -hmm.